You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. I know what I'm living for. It's the title of this devotion. And the Apostle Paul is on his way to Jerusalem to arrive there for the day of Pentecost, where he then was taken prisoner and was taken to Rome eventually. That that took quite a bit of time when he also ended up before Agrippa, as we read about in Acts chapter 26. and came before the Rome where I think that was his last journey there. But anyway, in Acts chapter 20, he is come to a harbor and it's called a town called Miletus. And Miletus is about 30 miles away from Ephesus. And while he was there, he had sent a friend ahead of him to invite all the leaders from the church of Ephesus to come so he could spend some time with them. And so he's talking with them, and I'll read to you verse 18 and 19, verse 24. Let's just start at verse 17 of Acts chapter 20. From Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called for the elders of the church, and when they had come to him, he said to them, you know, from the first day that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you, serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews, and how I kept nothing back that was helpful, but proclaimed to you and taught you publicly and from house to house and so forth in verse 24. And none of these things moved me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. For the Apostle Paul, he never had to reinvent what he was living for. He never had to rediscover his purpose in life. That purpose came into him the moment he met Jesus. When Jesus met him, he realized the real reason for living. Oh, we used to sing it. He is the reason for living. He is my everything. Oh, I can't remember that. Oh, what a lovely chorus we used to sing when I was a young young fella. But Jesus is the reason for living. And, And this... I know it sounds so simple, but I want to bring it to your daily living because Jesus, Paul says here, you know in what manner I always lived among you. You see, the manner in which we live shows what we live for. We ought not to be aimless because it's terribly depressing when you don't have a purpose in life. And I understand that we often get a lot of incentive and motivation out of building a company or doing a job or working in the nursing industry or doctor or, you know, or dentist or some of these amazing jobs where you are able on a daily basis to constantly help people. 
and, and, and to keep your heart in it can be difficult when things are so busy, but, but you see, that's a phenomenal privilege. However, in all these beautiful tasks that are offered to us in our daily living, there is something higher that calls us and will keep calling until we find our rest, our rest in this. Because Paul said there in verse 24, and I'll give you my paraphrase, he said there, my life would seem meaningless unless it was spent in the joy of serving my Lord Jesus Christ by proclaiming the gospel of the Father's grace, of the loving Father's grace, of God's grace. My life would seem meaningless. You see, you can have a phenomenal job and have an incredible income and have a situation that everybody could, be, could say, wow, you've got it made in life. And yet you feel meaningless. You feel it's not enough. You could have enough money to do anything you want and feel it's not enough. Why? Because we were created for a higher purpose. I know what I'm living for. That's what Paul said right from the beginning to the end. The Apostle Paul never had to rediscover his purpose for life. He always understood the reason for living. He said in Philippians chapter 1 verse 19, This is my earnest expectation. I'm going to read it to you. That in nothing I shall be ashamed of myself, but that Christ will be magnified in my body. And, you know, when you begin to realize this in spirit and truth, you will find out that this answers, answers that God-given cry to find a real purpose for your living. Because when you begin to live according to His purpose and plan, you begin to realize, according to Romans 8, verse 28, that your Heavenly Father works all things together for good for those who love Him and who are living according to His purpose. And in verse 29, He shows you the purpose. He says, for this is the purpose of God, that you may be conformed to the image of His Son, Jesus Christ. Wow. It's amazing that God's given us such an amazing purpose in life, such a phenomenal high calling. Let us make man in our image. Oh, what a good thing it is to know your purpose is to be like Jesus. And Paul knew this from the beginning to the end, and he never, and I know I'm repeating myself, he never had to reinvent his life. He never had to rediscover his purpose. He always knew exactly this is the will of my Heavenly Father. This is what I'm called to. This is why I'm on earth. I mean, look at it. He says in verse 20 of Philippians 1, My earnest expectation and hope is that in nothing I shall be ashamed of myself, but with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether be it life or by death. Because for me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live on in this body, in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I cannot tell. For I am hard pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Jesus, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in this body is more needful for you. Being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all 
all for your progress and joy of faith, that your rejoicing for me may be more abundant in Jesus Christ by my coming to you again. Oh, the Apostle Paul lived in this language. He lived in this mindset. He lived in this whole purpose-driven life. As somebody once came out with an amazing book, you know, I find that a good statement. Purpose-driven life. My purpose in living is to embody Jesus in all his fullness, according to uh, John chapter 1, verse 16, and Ephesians 4, verse 13. That that is what God's predestined me to, to embody Jesus Christ and to live in the fullness of his presence. You know, there comes a time in life that you have to let go. You have to let go. You have to look your family and friends and loved ones in the eyes and you have to say, it's my time to depart. And that time can come not just because we're old. It's just our time has come. And many times when you don't really know your purpose, that can be a painful struggle to accept that. But you see what the Apostle Paul says, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Philippians 1 verse 23. You see the Apostle Paul, he knew the reason why he was staying on this earth was to bear witness of the love of Jesus Christ in all that he is, says and does. You know in what manner I have always lived among you. The manner in which he lived every day showed his purpose and what he was living for. He knew what he was living for. He was living for Jesus. He's living to love him, serve him, to embody him, to present him, to represent him, to make him known in all that he is, says and does. And because he lived in that purpose, he never got off track. He never got confused. He never got caught up with the latest fashion of spiritual teaching. He didn't go along with all those others who got caught up in all these other teachings that give them popularity, give them position, give them money for the Apostle Paul that never enticed him. It never drew him. It never compelled him. Why? Because he said in Galatians 1, the gospel I preached to you wasn't taught me by men, neither did it come from men. But it was God who was pleased to separate me from my mother's womb and call me by His grace to reveal His Son in me so that I might preach Him. Galatians 1 verse 15 and 16. Paul was never distracted. He was never enticed by the popularity of other preachers. Oh, I mean, it actually pushed him. It pushed him because they would contend for the people's hearts. But their motivation wasn't always that of Jesus because they hadn't fully discovered and embodied their purpose for living. That's why they were vulnerable to these enticing forces. If you don't want to be vulnerable to be distracted, then you've got to know what you're living for. So let me close with you here. Second Timothy. Second Timothy chapter 4. Out of the 13 letters we have from the Apostle Paul, this is the last one. And he writes this from a dark dungeon in Rome, where under the evil rule of Nero, Nero, he was awaiting his execution as history will teach us. He was taken outside of Rome and beheaded there. 
And he writes his dear friend to encourage him that he hadn't received the spirit of fear, but love, power, and a clear mind. You read in chapter 1. He says to him, in verse 6 of chapter 4 of 2 Timothy, I am already being poured out as a drink offering. I'm already surrendered <laughs> that I'm going to leave, which is far better to be absent of the body. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 is to be present with the Lord. It's so much better. I'm, I've been living for this. The only reason I've stayed here is to share what I'm living for, Jesus. But now I've surrendered that I'm going to go. You've got to get to a place in your life that you're ready. I like to think I live ready. I mean that. I know I'm still very young, but I like to think I live ready. And so every day I want to live for this purpose, to share the love of my Savior, so that when my time closes up, I can just yield my soul and say, Lord, I'm yours. I always was and I always am. I'm yours, Lord. I'm yours, Lord. I commit my life into your hands, like Stephen, who said, into thy hands, I commit my spirit. And Jesus took him in his loving arms into the Father's presence. Or like Jesus himself, when he said, Father, I give my spirit to you. Oh, what a good thing it is. When you have that kind of surrender in you, that kind of love and faith in your loving Heavenly Father, that he's prepared a place for you and that he's awaiting your coming. I am already being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. And finally, there's laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord Jesus, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Oh, what a good thing. When Jesus is able to receive the glory for all that he has made you in him, that you have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20. Because Jesus is the purpose of your life. I know what I'm living for and I'm so excited that this life that I live in this body is not my own, but it's the life of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Heavenly Father, I pray for every precious soul that is joined with me today in this devotion that they may know what they're living for and that with every breath they may give you praise for who you've made them to be in Christ righteous in your sight, holy and accepted and well-beloved through Jesus, that their lives are to your praise and glory in Jesus' name. Let me close with this, one of my favorite psalms, Psalm 30. You know verse 5, weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. But verse 12, the last verse of that psalm, David says, to the end... Um, that my glory may sing your praise and not be silent. What did he mean by my glory, my living being, my soul, may sing your praise and not be silent. Oh, how I look forward to come through the veil of this natural life into the eternal life that is mine already by the Holy Spirit. And I might pass from the temporal to the eternal city. 
singing God's praise for all that he's made me in Jesus Christ. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Jesus lifted, lifted me singing glory. Hallelujah. Have a good day, everybody.